0: Everybody, welcome to Kashan Cast. Craig Kashan, James Stewart. Great to have you aboard here for our second episode. And um, things are rolling along pretty well here. We, uh, I think, James, we could do maybe one of these a day. And with all the breaking <laughs> news across the state of Wisconsin, we could uh, we could really keep up. But um, first of all, how you doing? Good, good. The
1: only problem with doing one a day is I feel like the news is like constantly changing every single day. So we'd be wrong a lot,
0: but <laughs> but I'm doing good, good. Well, we're we're, uh, we're putting this together on uh, Thursday. What is it? November 4th. And yep. uh, we, we were uh, contemplating doing it on the second or on the third. And had we done that sooner, we wouldn't get to talk about number 12 with the Green Bay yep. Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um and I'm saying this with a smile on my face because I, I probably, more than anything, uh, get a kick out of uh, how this always becomes severe drama and, and yeah. almost, <laughs> almost like criminal accusations uh, uh, no matter what this guy does. And and obviously, he's on the, the COVID protocol, he had tested positive, so he's going to miss the Chiefs game, and that's uh, that's hurtful to millions of fans. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, the good thing is obviously the Chiefs are, are struggling. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we dealt with it last week with uh, Adams and after our show, dealt with it with, with Lazard. And yeah. I think uh, we're just going to have to get used to COVID in sports. I mean, it, it, it hit us with Brewers. It hit us with Bucks, And it, we're, we're not alone yeah. in this. Um, I think this one – stings a little bit more because it feels like we were lied to but ultimately he's gonna miss one game and hopefully everything works out and he'll be back
0: yeah I I think that's the thing that I have um, uh, the greatest issue with is is I I'm not a big finger pointer and I and I know it's a lot of people's jobs to find out what the truth is and there's a lot of inside sourcing and and I think that we all found out. Uh, during the the first portion of this uh, Aaron Rodgers saga, you know, earlier this year, uh, that you know he had reportedly said he didn't want to come back to the Packers at all. He was done and stuff. And obviously, he may have gone through what he went through, but none of that came to fruition as it turns out. Right. Either. So, um, I mean, I'm not I'm not sure if the guy lied to us for sure or not. You know, everyone's right. got a version of of how to try to protect themselves or not protect themselves during, you know, some pretty tough call decision times here right now. But um, you know, and, and I and I know the, the the team faces uh you know potential um reprimands from the NFL depending upon if some of their protocols inside their building um were violated as well. But I I'm not sure that all means a whole lot at this point. I mean right. You want your player to be on the field. You want your player to be on the court. You want your your player to be on the diamond. And we've seen this, like you just said, with the Brewers, the Bucks, and and the Packers. And we're going through it at the same time with the Packers and the Bucks. I mean, both right. those teams are missing star players right now, and it's it's covering a, a series of games.
1: Yeah, and it's it's really easy, I think, to uh, to to find the outrage if you're looking for it. I mean it's it's kind of everywhere. But you do gotta remember these guys are people and they have decisions to make. And um a fort- unfortunately it affects kind of the team and, and how that how that all plays out. But ultimately, you know, like I said, he's gonna miss one game. And I feel like I'm trying to keep that mindset. Um because I'm I'm tired of chasing adults down, asking them to get vaccinated and, and stuff. You know what I mean at some point it's like if you got to make the decision for yourself, obviously, and I I can't keep chasing you down and getting outraged every time someone gets COVID or every time it comes out, someone is, or isn't vaccinated. Um, The unfortunate part, obviously for the fans is that we're missing with, you know, Aaron Rodgers and with the bucks, Chris Middleton, it's just, I guess there are two different points too, with the bucks being at the beginning of their season, it kind of is like, you know, it's fine. Like, They'll be able to make up this ground. But for the Packers, they could potentially lose to Kansas City. And then I believe they have Seattle next. Yeah. So you'd have Aaron coming back from whatever effects from COVID and no practice. Potentially with uh, Russell Wilson being back. But ultimately, even if they were to lose those two games, hypothetically, they'd still be seven and three. You're still looking good. You know what I mean? So I think the sky is not necessarily falling and the outrage will yes, kind of fade is. away. <laughs> the outrage will fade away as it does with everything else, you know?
0: <laughs> well, it I, is the hot
1: story right now, though. It,
0: it is. I mean, let's face it. It, it's, it won hot last week with Adams. They were like, oh, okay. Right. Uh, but, you know, there have been um, uh, things that have been exposed, I guess, with, with yeah. sources. So I guess, you know, you – you roll through it all. But, um, you know, I was thinking about this um, how the Bucks are dealing with uh, COVID, you know, with Middleton and um, how the Packers have been dealing with it the last couple of weeks from their, you know, some of their coaching staff to their other key players, as we, we talked about. Um, you remember back in um, uh, late July, early August, about almost a two week period the Brewers missed at least nine players that were placed on COVID. And they were Kristen Yelich, Josh yeah. Hader, uh, Adrian Hauser, bunch of pitchers. Um, and and you really can't do anything except deal with it. Um, right, right. As much as you want a finger point, as much as you want to say, well, these guys should have done this or these guys should have done that. Um, we're all living this way. They're not living any different than we're living right now. I mean, the state of Wisconsin is 55% vaccinated. I think most pro teams are in the 80 to 90%. Right. So what's that tell you? It tells you, it could tell you that they're way more committed to the team than we are to our own state and our own neighbors. I mean, who knows?
1: Well, I think it says too that even though... Like I said, there's a lot of outrage around it. The leagues are doing a pretty good job at at getting their players vaccinated. I mean, the NBA is what, 95%. So it's there's obviously still gonna be breakthrough cases and guys that get COVID. But we do have to remember that as you said, if Wisconsin's only fifty-five percent vaccinated and you know the rest of the country's, you know, the same, the leagues are pretty they they're pretty high. So it's just this is the world we live in I think for a little bit.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. So, um I don't know. I I'm just not going to be one that's going to be uh, so wrapped up in in yeah. t- it, There's just too much of a blame blame game going on right now. So, you know, we're just going to have to see, you know, what what Roger says when he comes back. We don't know if he's even sick for that matter. Right. I mean, being t- testing positive doesn't sometimes mean a hill of beans. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully everybody who has to go through this from this point forward, it's not severe, but we know it can be, but, right? Uh, you know, we'll just have to see what he says about everything uh, when he comes back. So I think that's like where I want to stop with the, with the Rogers. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, there's
1: uh, only so much you can say. It, it, no, it occurs, I mean, you know yeah,
0: what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So, but, but that opens the door for, for Jordan Love, uh, James. So yeah. he's going to get first start. I mean, this is going to be the first time in his NFL career that all eyes are on him. Yeah. Uh, so he's getting the start and, you know, somehow he's got to do his best to to be ready. And I think the the only silver lining I'll take out of this is at least he's been with the team now for a couple of, couple of seasons. And um, he did have... Uh, he did run the team for a pretty good period of time during um, their mini camp, yeah. that type of thing. So you, you hope that helps. And you also hope that because this happened on Wednesday, their first day of preparation for their next opponent, that he'll be in good shape rather than this happening on Saturday night, you right. know, the game.
1: And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it is kind of funny that, um, he's going to start against uh, Kansas City. Because if you remember Patrick Mahomes' kind of rookie year, he had that one start on the road, and that was enough for the Chiefs to say, all right, we're moving on to Patrick Mahomes. So that's obviously not going to happen with Jordan Love, but it is just kind of interesting that that, that's how that played out. Um, He is going to have, you know, he's going to have Aaron Jones. He's going to have Dylan. He's going to have, I believe Adams is back, right?
0: I, I think so he, he is, yeah.
1: So he should have the the full complement of players outside of Tunyon who got hurt last week, but we'll see what happens. I mean, he's he's going to get a look. It's not much more you can ask for, especially with uh, all the stuff that went on this off season.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a key time for him, obviously, and um, you know, I I think you know it's funny because when Adams was out last week, we were talking about. Um, he he had missed six previous games and the team had won all those and and everyone you know mm-hmm. as, as he went out was saying uh you know they they lost their best player there's no way they're going to win um in Arizona and and you and I discussed that they've they've never lost when Adams right. has been out, and their best and player Adams. It's it was Rodgers and look what he did in that game i just think like that game was pretty pretty entertaining to watch because yeah. I think if you if you follow this team closely enough, um, and and I, I was really happy that Rogers said this after the game, how much credit he gave to his head coach uh, Matt Lafleur about having the right game plan, having the right scheme, having the right adjustments. I mean, when you're missing, you're missing your stars. You have to make an adjustment. You just can't say they say next man up, but you know it's not that way. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot goes into it, and I, and I really, I, I thought watching that game last week, you you gained an appreciation for what LeFleur really means to this team now, and um, and how how Rogers helped run things, and and you'd hope in a different different way this time around, it's going to be hopefully something similar.
1: Yeah, maybe it'll be uh, like a couple of years ago, the Matt Flynn game, just yeah. come out and <laughs> throw a couple of touchdowns and. And get himself a contract and solve that whole problem. <laughs> just, just solve everything. Well, he solved the
0: money problem anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he, he didn't play so well after that. No, but, no, no. <laughs> you know, but when you're when you're in like in Jordan Love situation, you you don't want to do too much, but at the same time, you got to kind of let it hang out a little bit, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Like. It, it almost seems like in in sports you can't take you can't uh, say I'm not going to take any risks. No, yeah I think that's when you you set yourself up for disaster. I mean you this is sports man, it's competition. you have to go for it uh, a, a lot more than you gotta take a step back and say oh, we'll just, uh, you know we'll just you know not take any risks here and, and that type of thing. So that's kind of how I'm looking at his situation.
1: Yeah, now I hope he goes out and, and wings it. I hope he goes to win the game, not to manage the game. But you know, ultimately, Lafleur make those decisions. But you know, you would hope that he gets a couple moments where he can kind of show off his big arm and and make some moves on the, with his legs, and you know, see what happens.
0: Yep, yep, for sure. Well, it'll be interesting, uh, Packers Chiefs, and we'll talk about it uh, next week uh, on the show as well, and and see how how that unfolds and uh, if we hear from Aaron Rodgers before that or not. So the Aaron Rodgers thing for the following week is going to be, it's going to be a tight window because yeah. I don't think he can technically uh, be cleared until the the 13th, which is the day before their game right. in Seattle. You know, they, is that in Seattle or Green Bay? I don't even know. But no, it's in Seattle, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I think it's in Seattle.
0: Anyway, it's uh it's a thin line. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, it'll be a quick turnaround. That's
0: that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk. Um, let's move on now and talk about uh, talk about the Bucks. Um, they ran into a, a rough patch. They they came home after uh, you know having a pretty successful road trip. They were okay out there, and then then they got the COVID news with uh, Middleton, and they ended up losing. Um, all three games at home, which shocked me, yeah. uh, to be quite honest with you. But they they had, you know, Drew's been out, Lopez has been out. Middleton won out, I think, on the last game of that homestand. And, um, you know, they, they're trying to get Bobby Portis in the mix. They're trying to get Hood in the mix. Um, they're trying to get Ojale in the mix. Uh, there's a lot going on with that team right now. They They responded well when they went on the road. Uh, they clobbered Detroit. Detroit's terrible. That was a the win they had to have. Yeah. Uh, so, but Giannis is the one. I mean, he's like I, I said this on our show uh, last week. Out uh, of the starting lineup, he's the last man standing right now, which is almost a shocker to be honest with you, because I think right. going season, in, in, he was the one we were most concerned about with his knee, whether or not he really is one hundred percent.
1: Right, and I think too, like like you said, he he's. He's kind of this feels like he's relearning what he really had around him. Not that he didn't know because he talks about it all the time, but I think maybe the fans are even kind of seeing this is giving a little bit more um, respect for, for the guys that are missing. Cause these are these are all stars that are missing. You know, each Chris, yeah. Drew, Brooke have all been all-stars before. You know, that it's hard to, to imagine taking any team. And if you include Dante taking four of their five starters out and, and expecting them to win, like where does, where could that happen? You know, like this is, this isn't as, um, this isn't as bad as, as early Giannis when, you know, they're a 15 win team, but they've got a lot of new pieces too. The, The guys that are there are a lot of the new pieces. So you've got, Rodney Hood, Sammy Ojale, you know, um, Robinson, all these guys trying to mix in around Jordan Norris got a bigger role, Grayson Allen, all these guys are trying to mix around Giannis and with Giannis at the five too, which is, you know, not his normal position for the last couple of years. I'm looking at this like, what do you really expect other than you want to see effort, you hope to get a couple wins until the guys get back. Um, like you said, they went into Detroit, a game that you kind of have to win after losing three straight, which I can't remember the last time. I guess the playoffs against uh, Toronto, probably like the last time they lost three straight.
0: They actually, um, that that was a good question. I thought about that uh, after the the third loss in in a row at home. And I'm like, there, there's no way they've, I can't remember the last time they did that. Yeah. They lost five in a row at home. Last season, at the end of the regular oh, season. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All well, right. Well, <laughs> boy, that's dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. And they're, they're not as bad as I thought. Uh, <laughs> but no,
1: I, I dude, do not remember that.
0: I, I don't either. Uh, it was a I, I think it was a stretch from late March into early April. Okay. Um, of course, last season was, um, you know, I, the schedule was stretched further into the uh later yeah. into the spring and stuff. So um I don't remember what that rough patch was, but there obviously was a rough patch. But I if I'm not mistaken, I think Giannis sat for a stretch of time and it had to bend over that stretch. Uh yeah. maybe he didn't play for like, you know, a week to ten days, eleven days, something like that. Um but yeah, so that 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 did happen, believe it or not. But it, it's if you think about it though, it's the same scenario. How how does a team that talented you know, lose, um and, and we're nitpicking out a little losing streak like that at home. Right. Uh, but it just goes to show how good they are. And um, you know, that that Brooklyn game to open up the season was so eye popping. They yeah. played yeah. so well. Look, they had everybody for the most part, you know, they had their starting yeah. in there and stuff. And outside and, of
1: Bobby and and, and, and I mean, yeah. but yeah, it, it felt like <laughs> It's like i mean we've said it it felt like they picked up where they left off and you it was like well this we're just gonna roll into this season and do it again <laughs> like yeah. and yeah. then you know injury injury it's just it it's there's no it, i mean i don't think you need to panic but um it, you just gotta wait for these guys to get back i mean it's yeah. early we're seven eight games in like
0: and they started about. um they started last year their first six games they were three and three and so yeah. their first the first eight they're four and four so you know it's uh it'll pick up for sure it'll pick up it's gonna yeah. take a while though I, I still say um it's gonna be january before we see this team healthy and united at the yeah. and and playing the style of basketball that they they hope to end with in the regular season in early April and then kick it in in the playoffs so yeah uh, and look not-
1: it's 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 a perfect time for Jordan Nora to get extra minutes and extra shots, Grayson Allen to get extra minutes, extra shots. Um, you know, when Chris drew and Bobby's fully healthy, like a lot of these minutes are going to go away. So it's, it's a perfect time for these guys to get real live action in games. And, and if you need them at a later point, you know, that, that base is built or, or one of these guys plays themselves into the rotation. Right. You know, there's, there's a lot that, a lot of good that could come from this, especially being this early in the season. Like you said, it we're only eight games in, and they're five hundred. So it's there. There really is a lot of positive that can come from it. Hopefully, everyone comes back healthy, and you know, roles go back to normal. But you know, a good game from from Jordan Nora, a hot streak from Grayson Allen, and the team learns that way. You know.
0: I also I, I agree with you, and I also think that um, you know part of what what some of these guys are going through right now too is, and we saw this during the, the three game losing streak at home. Um, there were a lot of open looks, and just yeah, hitting the shot became the biggest challenge for this team. And you're going to go through uh, dry periods where where you collectively you're not hitting shots. Um, I think the teams that they were playing were were very beatable. Um, yeah. But I, I also think that you know we've seen some teams kind of start to grow up a little bit. I think the Timberwolves are pretty talented. Um, the uh, Bucks haven't played the Bulls yet. They're going to play the Knicks on Friday night uh, for the first time. I mean, these are there's some up and coming teams that yeah. you know you could pencil in wins a year ago that are going to change. And there are going to be some teams where you know maybe you split with, but maybe you sweep that season series. Who knows? Um, but that's that's kind of still yet to come. And and these guys are still feeling their way through some things. I mean, there's no way that Jordan Wara is going to be scoring at the level he was right out of the gates. I mean, right. he, he hasn't done that yet. He's young, and, and he needs to go through some growing pains. Everybody plateaus, and then if they're good enough, they take the next step up, and then they plateau again, and then they take the next step up. But that's only if they're really good players. So now, now's the time we start finding out how good some of these guys really are.
1: Right. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that, it's this. I feel the same way about Grayson. I mean, he's. Yeah. he's been in kind of double figures every game, but he's missed a lot of open shots. Um, and it, it feels like you you start to wonder, like, what the mindset of of a guy is, because if he's only going to get three shots, and he misses the three open shots. Now what? But if he's going to get five, six, seven shots, not going to worry about those three shots. And we've seen that in him. His mindset hasn't changed at all. But we'll see. Kind of when when more guys are added to the mix and a couple of those shots get taken away and moved to to Drew or Chris or whatever. Um, and those, you know, it's going to be another learning process to see what um, we've seen that with Pat specifically. Like he's last year figured out how to take advantage of those four shots, five shots that he was going to get, you know. So it's just, it, it's all going to be a, a learning experience in a new team, just like every other team. You know, the, the difference is a lot of these, like the Heat or the Bulls, they have kind of their new toys and they're all gelling and, and going. And we're kind of, our 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 core is is on the sideline right now. So there's not much you can do about it.
0: No, and but it is interesting because when you when you look at that, um, I think you you start clamoring a little bit and saying, you know, when is Brook Lopez coming back? Right. So, um, what is he going through right now? Because he has only played game one of the season. Um, how much does this this team really miss him right now? How much does Giannis miss him right now in that interior? I mean, you, yeah that he's playing the five a little bit more. And, you know, James, maybe that's not his comfort zone.
1: Right. And, I mean, we saw the the Detroit game. He had the four blocks or five blocks, whatever it was. But, yeah, Giannis is more of a roaming defender. Um, And he's come out – and I guess that's kind of what I've taken from it is that he's come out multiple times and, and kind of publicly pleaded for Brooke to come back. So, I mean, that kind of tells me we know that Giannis jokes a lot but there's a little bit of truth in every joke. Giannis does not want to play the five. <laughs> it, it, he wants to uh deal with the, the centers on uh when he wants to deal with them, not not non-stop, you know what I mean? It, it's a whole different whole different defensive set for him to stand down there and be the anchor as opposed to him being able to kind of float and because we haven't seen any of those like chase down blocks, we haven't seen any of those coming from the backside blocks it's all been at least in the Detroit game it was all kind of at the rim which he can do but obviously with Brooke on the floor that makes it a lot easier and and with rebounding too which I think Brooke is probably numbers wise doesn't show that he's a great rebounder but I think he's one of the most underrated team rebounders in the game because he just takes up so much space
0: i was just gonna say it
1: allows guys guards specifically to fly in and get boards
0: yeah no i mean he is not uh if he gets a double double you're going that's pretty damn good he dominated yeah (laughs) um but it is it is it is the the best point about that is it's space eating space filling um you know, you, you can prevent somebody else from getting a rebound that will hurt you and set your teammate up for getting a rebound that'll help you. And that's yeah. that's part of what his game is, is. Um, but it, it is interesting because um you had on our agenda to talk about um about Giannis and what he what he sees on the court. He kind of addressed this the other day, um, you know, without some of his his key players like Kind of walk us through that a little bit because I, I think it's a it's it's something worth talking about. How his game changes a little bit, his vision changes a little bit when when he. I'll go back to it kind of as a last yeah. man standing.
1: Yeah, he he made the comment. Um, I think it was after the last game, just about. Um, someone asked what, what he was kind of seeing on the floor. And he said it, it was different because he's he feels like he's got four guys kind of just looking at him sometimes waiting for him to make a play. And then he follows up with sometimes it feels like I have nine guys looking at me because it's like, you know, he's he's the MVP out there and he's being asked to to kind of do it all. So he's got his four guys looking at him. He's got the other five guys looking at him. And he's just kind of relearning what it, kind of what it's like to be not necessarily alone out there because there are NBA players out there. But obviously, he's the two time MVP and all eyes are on him. And it's it's a completely different game when he's got Chris and Drew um, and even Brooke out there to, to kind of take some of that attention away. Um, and it, it's he is passing well, but when the guys aren't hitting shots, it's easy to think, OK, then I got to do it myself. You know, and, and I know that's not I don't think that's the way that he wants to play. And obviously, it hasn't been incredibly effective. Can't win. If you put up 40 and the other team, 40 is not enough, obviously. You know what I mean? Like the other guys have to score.
0: Yeah. Well, and and I I also think that we've seen, and naturally so, but I I think this is something that they want to avoid. It's him becoming you know frustrated when those guys are missing shots when he's first of all and he's missing his own arsenal teammates mm-hmm. and and the other guys are missing some shots he's getting them the ball he's still being the facilitator to all of a sudden um uh we saw in that um, last game at home where they lost uh last week on Sunday yeah he's take he took 11 threes yeah and, and I didn't really realize he took, I knew did a And then I'm looking at the box score and I'm like, this can't happen again. Right. <laughs> uh, but, hit, but him taking 11 threes right now, given the circumstances, is different than, well, I'll just look it over what LeBron James is doing. LeBron James, when he's playing, is shooting a lot more threes than he ever has yeah. in his career, which means he can only tell you he, he doesn't want that contact. Right. Uh Especially this time of year, right now, um, but it's still it's still two superstars saying this is what I'm going to do for my team, regardless, right. and they're they're still willing to put up the threes. Is that a good thing? I'm not so sure.
1: I mean, you look at the the Minnesota game. Is that he had 40 in that game, right? Yeah. Okay, so that I mean he's banging up against Cat the whole game. You know what I mean? That's that's a hard 40, and to lose it you come back the next game and shoot 11 threes kind of makes sense to me. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's just like how, how, how much you got to – I'm sure he's weighing that in his mind. How much do I want to kind of bang down here? And a three is a kind of a playoff for me. If I make it, great. If not, our motto is let it fly. So I'm probably not going to get in trouble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, you hit three of them. And, you yeah. know, in all honesty – um, no one's no one's you know shooting like, like really. I think the best three-point shooting night that I've seen is five of ten from uh, Grayson Allen. Yeah. Um, and and the Bucks didn't even win that game. So you know and that, they
1: shot well in Detroit, but you know yeah, right,
0: yeah, yeah. But like like we said that that that's one they they wear. I mean they, yeah. they <laughs> just you know they're gonna they're gonna wear Detroit out a whole yeah. more right now so um and so now that you know i think one of the big questions is when are you going to get middleton back and and how long is you know that going to go on and how's that how's that going to affect the team and are you going to get drew holiday back anytime soon are you going to get lopez back anytime soon so all all these things are, are going to be unanswered right now but i think yeah. it's just part of the flow where this team is going but they did make news james uh, the Bucks did this week when they unveiled their. I always call these alternate jerseys because they don't wear them all the time, but uh, their yeah. earned jerseys or their city jerseys, whatever. Um, and and the ones they picked out, I love way better than last year's blue look. And and we're yeah. taking it, at it now. It's a combination of of um, all of their eras of uh, Bucks history and. You know they've they've taken little chunks of things. First yeah. of all, I like the I've always kind of liked the the color piping on the side of the jersey, the way it's kind of yeah. out. That's from the '80s when Marcus was playing and Junior Brid- Bridgman and and stuff like that. But uh, they've uh, they've incorporated some purple on the pants in that, a little bit on the on the jersey as well. Yeah, uh, purple from the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, Looks what
1: like. It looks like the only color that they missed was the uh, the Christmas red.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I, I, in all honesty, I was a little surprised by that.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially with the whole kind of that's where the Bucks and six was born. Um, but yeah, it, it's I like them. I, I like the um, they're simple, a good enough uh, a good enough homage to, to kind of the history of of all all the teams, all the colors. Um, You know, I feel like whenever we do these or whenever they do these city jerseys, they usually try to come out with something, bit like, flashy. But I think this is simple and to the point. It doesn't look like it doesn't fit with the rest of their jersey selection. You know, it's really on brand. Um, Yeah, I like them. I think they're pretty cool.
0: I think the... um... Out of all the uh, alternates they've had here uh, since the new ownership took over, uh, my favorite was was one that looked similar to this uh, when they did incorporate some of the red and they had the stripes and I think they had oh, yeah. was it um, was it vertical instead of horizontal? I can't remember. And then they had the number. Those are the ones that, that I like the best. They had a very they were close to this, but um, I like these. I mean, it's all about. It's all about the uniform now, and you know you can actually yeah. the website. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but uh, you could find it um, there. The NBA actually has um, every matchup in the league. They already have the uniforms set for every oh, single wow. all year, and I, I discovered this a couple of weeks ago. And I I went in, popped in, and looked at you know the Bucks schedule and stuff, and uh, they still had TBA. Because it was these jerseys that they hadn't unveiled yet, but um, every game has the actual jersey of each team, whatever they're going to wear that night, home or road, whatever it is, and it's it's actually kind of cool if you're into uniforms and numbers and you know retros and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, and a lot of people are, you know, yeah, I, I for sure, of it, and and so um, they they actually do have a website for that.
1: I mean, personally, I, I like. Um... I feel like nostalgically I like the purple with the big buck on it. Like <laughs> so yeah. I'm always a little uh, a little happy when they incorporate a little bit of the purple just because it was so it was out there. But yeah, it's I, I like it. I like the jerseys. I mean they're it's they're simple
0: enough. I was never a big fan of that when they wore it, but yeah. I think when you when you're completely dismissed of that for such a long period of time. And then you see it come back, or you see, you know, some people, you know, that get the retro jerseys wearing, mm-hmm. and think, oh, that's actually pretty cool. And you know what? It's it's for the fans. Yeah. I mean, these guys who are wearing this stuff aren't looking at each other in the mirror all day. You know, <laughs> no. they're playing the game, and um, doesn't matter what they're wearing, they're they're playing the game. They're playing to win. It it's for fans. It's you know, it's the eye candy. It's the opportunity to you know wear something like that to a couple of the yeah. games. And have fun with it, man. the The merchandising and the uniforms, um Milwaukee, <laughs> over the last few years, is 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 crazy good.
1: Yeah, it's it's been it's been enjoyable. I, I I mean, obviously the the black jerseys are you know a fan favorite, which are and they they do did a real good a good job of kind of incorporating you know the blue and all that stuff with those and. So it feels like, you know, we're in we're in good hands moving forward. They're trying to put a lot of thought into them and, and put on a new one every year, it feels like.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you this real quick, since we're talking about uh, jerseys, and I know you don't have a, a ready call-up on this, but uh, the Packers wore those a uh, um, couple Sundays ago, or whatever, yeah. wore all green, throwbacks to the 50s uh, and era. They didn't hardly even wear those for very long, but it was – uh, a different shade of green, a little lighter green, and then they had uh, basically a, a dark yellow or a mustard yep. number and stripes and stuff. I kind of digged them when I saw Yeah, them. I,
1: as soon as I saw them, I bought one. I have an Adams jersey, so <laughs> um, <laughs> it, I think they're cool, especially, like, with the Packers there. I feel like, you know, when they did, like, the color rush games and all that stuff? Yeah. And the Packers just were all white, and it was just like – for once, it felt like we finally had a different jersey. Other than, you know, the Acme jerseys are bad. Those,
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm done with those. Those done are bad. Those. Yeah.
1: I, I would be happy to not see those again. So I think it was good to, to try something new. Um, I think they look nice. You know, they, they are obviously a different shade of green, and it's still pretty simple as far as an alternate jersey goes. But for for the Packers, I'm happy with it.
0: I'm telling you man I think they bring back that look for another game and I think maybe they go with uh, their regular helmet because I don't think the color of the helmet changed yeah. but obviously there was no logo on it I think you you slap a logo on it even us even their a G without the maybe without the white piping around it too just right, to right. keep it all like that I, I think I think they've got something for a regular season just an alternate uniform to wear. For sure. So, Cause they, they have to wear their dark stuff um, on the road a lot. So there'd be another option.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's, I mean, again, it's just nice to see kind of the, the Packers, are, Packers are kind of this, they're such a kind of traditional organization too. So it was just nice to see them kind of take a chance and put out a different shade.
0: They're they're the uh, New York Yankees of the NFL. Very safe. <laughs> safe. You you uh, you get what you get, and yep. that's because you win championships like nobody else. You know, over the course of history, not just in the Super Bowl era, yeah. which a lot of times people uh, people are so married to, they forget that you know the NFL has been around since the nineteen teens. In the right. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. Last subject uh, today. I think. Um, Somehow, in some way, right now, the Brewers are in such a, a, a neutral zone a low point here, but we, we want to we talk about them a little bit. I think, um, I think one of the first things to me that pops up, I see the Atlanta Braves win the World Series. Um, and the last three teams that the Brewers have lost to in the first round of the playoffs, Have gone on to win the world series yeah the nationals did it in 19 the dodgers did it in 20 now the braves do it in 21. um i would like to say that the brewers have to be done being uh uh, that stepchild (laughs) (laughs) yes but I'm, i'm just throwing this out there like i don't think it means a whole lot but can you take anything at all away from that if you're looking at how these organizations did their thing. And, and I think like with the Braves, man, their trade deadline deals were, yeah. were maybe historic as a term. I mean, they
1: remade their entire outfield.
0: They did. They remade their entire outfield to play the final two months and two or three months and, um, and, and look what they did and how impactful they were. Now, I'm not saying the Brewers needed to go out and, and do right, that. Right. They have, they have some other issues obviously, but um and they made trade deadline deals and you don't know how they're all gonna work out, but it is like, I don't know, can you take anything out of that? I feel like- all? Maybe not. I,
1: I I feel like, yes and no. Yeah. Like, yes, obviously it, it feels, <laughs> right, like it feels like, yes, you lost to the eventual champ, but it, I feel like the last time I felt good about that sentiment was me trying to convince myself that it was okay that the Bucs lost to the Raptors, right? It was like, okay, you th- you lost to the champs. right? But then you say, okay, that happens. And then it happens three times with the Brewers. And now, like, you're just sitting there like, I don't – it doesn't matter. You lost. Like, I right. don't care who you lost to. Personally, I feel like I was so I, – I, I didn't care who won after the Brewers lost. Like, I still watched, but – I wasn't invested in any kind of way because it just feels like that's no longer, especially now that we have a championship with the Bucks, that's no longer something I want to hang my hat on. Like we were that close, we lost to the champs, it, you know. Like it's it's the same argument of, let's say like the Raptors in when they just lost to LeBron over and over and over. Well, you got to feel good. You no, no. <laughs> we have to change something like you know what I mean it's just yeah. or or the Rockets losing to you know Steph and, and the Warriors it's it doesn't matter you're not winning you lost
0: and it doesn't you take can,
1: you can only hang your head on that for so long
0: right and, and and it doesn't take long to um to forget who who the losing team was right
1: right exactly
0: yeah you know,
1: it's I don't know. It, I guess as a fan, I'm trying to like, you know, when you lose as a fan, you're trying to balance like your your actual reality of how the season went and your anger for just losing. <laughs> so It's just like I, I'm in the middle right now. I don't know how I feel about it. Well, it, feel it almost like- feels worse that you tell me that it's the last three. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs>
0: I just wanted to bring out a little more angst in you that <laughs> Aaron Rodgers stuff just wasn't enough for this week. Right. Exactly. Period of time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, the other, the other period that they're entering right now too, is there's, there's this little window of time for if, um, uh, players are going to opt in or opt out of, you know, their player options and stuff like that. And, and, you know, Abby Garcia's in that mix. Uh, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr.'s in that mix, you know, just to name a few um, that are going to be really questionable at this point. And I, you know, I, we just don't know what's going to happen, especially after the the current deal between the owners and right. the players expires, which is going to be coming up here in less than a month. And they go into complete re renegotiations on thing and, and how long that's going to take and stuff. So that's, I don't know. I think that's going to be something that we're, we're just going to have to experience as, as time goes. And we may get into some really low points right. that in in a hot stove league type talk, we're not going to have anything to talk about because we're going to enter a period where probably we just don't know if these guys are are really going to negotiate for real and really try to get something done. You know, I keep hearing it's going to be a hard line. I keep hearing that there's no way spring training is going to start on time. Right. Uh, everything's going to get pushed back just simply because they can't agree on things. And it's more than a DH. It just has everything to do with money first.
1: Right. And it's it's tough. You know, obviously, we're dealing with all the COVID stuff and, and, and the leagues have kind of leagues and players have Fair. lost money over the last two years. So... It's it's gonna be a tough negotiation because you would think that in some way they wanna recoup or kind of protect themselves from future loss if if you know this COVID thing continues on. So there's gonna be a lot of a lot of talk about that too. I mean it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I hope it doesn't last too long.
0: No, I know I'm with you there, but uh, we'll we'll be finding out here in, in due time. So all right, so um all eyes on the Packers and Jordan Love uh could be the beginning of something or could be a quick end to something. We'll find out. Yeah. Packers and Chiefs on Sunday. Um you know, the Bucks are are home on Friday night against the Knicks and the first 16 days of November they have one home game and that's it. So this first half of this month is going to be an interesting challenge for a team that's kind of been devastated by the injury bug and some other things right now. So that's going to be something to watch for.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll be watching and and we'll try to uh, keep a level head if, if things go wrong, but hopefully guys get back soon and, and kind of right the ship. And, but ultimately, you know, they're not, they're not 0-8. They're just in a, a little bit of a tough spot and, and hopefully Giannis can kind of hold it down and, and like I said earlier, get some, some of these guys rolling and, and hopefully someone plays themselves into the future rotation and we're set up.
0: All right, we, uh, episode two is uh, officially done. Kishan Cast, producer James Stewart, I'm Craig Kashan. Thanks for uh, watching, listening, and uh, we'll talk next week.